I've seen small towns locally around my area that are celebrating, that are recognizing those people in our community who need help, who need visits, who didn't want this year to go down as terrible all around. They wanted to do something active to make it better. I hope this leaves you inspired and uplifted. You're listening to Small Minded, the podcast that believes being small is a good thing because small steps lead to big impact, small towns have a big heart, and small businesses play a big role in our modern way of life. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and here at Small Minded, we share stories and strategies to help small towns and small businesses flourish. Here's to a life well-lived, being small-minded. Well, hello there, listener. I am so excited to have you back for another episode today of the Small Minded Podcast. If you are listening to this in real time, I know I don't probably have to remind you that there's just a couple days left until Christmas, so you may be in a tizzy about wrapping, or you're trying to get out the door to purchase last-minute presents, or maybe you have that all done and you're just kicking back and enjoying. Maybe you're on the downhill slide of the work week whatever. I'm just glad you're here. So thanks for tuning in. And I mean, this year more than ever in 2020, I feel like we need this week, this week of celebrating, of finding some respite, that week between Christmas and New Year's where we can just like reflect on the year and be hopeful about the new year and enjoy time with the ones we love, whether it's in real life or virtually having connections are so important. And I think that reminds us every year at Christmas, but, or the holiday you celebrate, but I think this year is even more so that case. And I know that all of us are probably sitting around thinking like, man, what a year it's been. And I know for myself personally, I can look back and be like, oh man, March seems like it was just yesterday. And then again, it seems like I've lived a decade in nine months since the first news of quarantine came out. I will never forget sitting at the television and watching our governor in Iowa, who I expected to say, like, the schools were going to shut down for two weeks. And she said that the schools were going to be shut down for a month. And it was a Sunday night at 8 p.m. We already had the kids' clothes set out the next day for school. And for the next two hours, I was helping my school client, my daycare client, make plans and reorganize And little did we know that was just the very beginning of what the rest of the year would bring. I'm sure you listening all have your unique stories about what you expected at the beginning of 2020, what you expected at the beginning of quarantine, and now how your life has changed. We've all had changed lives in the last year. And at this time, we're still facing unique challenges and changes in our lives, in our communities, and in our businesses. And those traditions that we were so steadfast in, we may have had to cancel, we may have had to adjust, and it can be easy for us to slide into the mindset of, oh, this sucks. This is so terrible. I'm so ready to get out of this and get back to normal. And it can be very easy to be thinking about the Christmas 2020 season in that regards. But what I'm trying to do with today's episode is show you ways that small towns have gotten creative and hopeful and 
still found ways to come together to celebrate the season, even in the craziness that's surrounding us at this moment. So let's talk. We're just going to share some things that I've seen small towns doing locally around my area that are celebrating, that are recognizing those people in our community who need help, who need visits, who didn't want this year to go down as terrible all around. They wanted to do something active to make it better. I hope this leaves you inspired and uplifted, and let's dig in. First up, this is a story in my own town, and it's very, I don't know, symbolic of just the way people come together in small communities. We all know that I, well, hopefully you've been here long enough to know this, but maybe you're brand new. This is my side gig, the podcast hosting world. My day job is managing social media accounts for small town businesses. So just like with what I do, a local person in our community put out a post on social media shortly ahead of the Thanksgiving week. And she just put out there, hey, if anybody has extra Christmas decorations or holiday decorations that you're not using, bring them down to the River Park, which is what it sounds like. It's just a small park in our town. It's right next to Main Street and alongside the river that divides our community. She said, bring it down to the park at this date and time or bring it to me at work and I'll make sure it gets there. But our goal is just to put up some decorations for people to see and smile at as they drive through town this season. So from that small post, a whole community effort was organized, which is just so true of how small town people grasp onto something and support it. From her post, people started bringing in lights that they weren't using. They started bringing in huge inflatable snowmen. There is an Olaf at our park. There is a Santa Claus. There is a Christmas tree. There is a giant blue spruce that grows in this park, and people brought lights just to decorate that blue spruce. Some people didn't have decor, so they instead donated cash So this small group of volunteers could go and purchase additional decor. Another person in our community said, hey, if you put those decorations out, I'll show up and I'll decorate the gazebo. A group was selling wreaths for their nonprofit and they took a wreath and they donated it to this cause. There was a garden club who sets out planters on our main street and they decorate these pots in the summertime, but then at Christmas they add sprigs of evergreen and white pine and things like that and birch trees. And so they took it upon themselves to extend this beyond just the main street flower pots and they went to the park and they decorated some of the existing planters that were there but typically don't get decorated during the holidays. And what resulted was from one social media post, an effort was born. And people from all across the community joined together with a common cause. These people, some of them are active in a lot of community organizations. Others don't get involved a whole lot, but they saw an opportunity here and it was something that was in their heart. And so they joined in. And now it even has a name. It's called Reflections on the River. And the goal for this group is to make it an annual event. And it's not only caught buzz in our town and there's consistent traffic down the street so every night so people can see it, but it also had our local news come and do a story on it for their Sunday night newscast. 
that just goes to show it doesn't have to take some giant effort, some huge organizational behind the scenes launch. It can really just start from a conversation. It can start from one person's idea. And the sharing of that idea can spur on something that brings joy to so many in your small town. And if you're a local, you can stop by Cascade, drive down Main Street, visit Riverview Park. All of the inflatables and all the lights are up after about 4 p.m. Some other things that are happening in small towns not only bring joy to the people that live there, but also help those people who really, really need it at this time of year. Every year in our community, the local bank has had a tree in their lobby where they put angels and ornaments up, and then families can adopt one of these angels or ornaments and purchase Christmas gifts. So each ornament has a number and a letter, and that number and letter is aligned to a child in the community whose parents or whose caregivers need a little extra assistance to provide a holiday season for remembering. So as long as I can remember, this has been going on. But especially in the last couple of years, the need in our community has grown. There have been more families who need this kind of assistance. And so a community nearby that's a little larger, they have a nonprofit where that nonprofit's whole goal is to just help underprivileged people. And they got on board with this angel tree effort one or two years ago. And with their backing, they're really able to tap into additional resources and help organize this in ways that we couldn't before. One way you can see people in the community supporting one another is through these gift-giving efforts. And maybe it's not a grassroots local organization. Maybe your community always has Salvation Army bell ringers. Or maybe your community does a Toys for Tots drive. So many of these ways that we help underprivileged families have become a holiday season staple. And in 2020, it may seem that we're up against insurmountable odds to help these families to do the Salvation Army bell ringing. But really, if we just take a second to look around and find ways that we can help, there are still so many ways to do that. Another really cool thing that I've seen happening are a lot of like meal assistance efforts. So my friend Lindsay owns Chilled Freezer Meals, and something she's doing is with her customers of her frozen meal service, She's drawing names, and the winner of each day, whose name is drawn, gets to choose to be a secret Santa and gift a frozen meal to another family of their choosing. I just thought that was a really great way for her as a business to use something that she's already doing and have it be a gift to others. In our community as well, we have a grocery store that is locally owned. They're a chain that exists in only small towns but it's still very close to our community. And in this grocery store at the checkout, you can opt to help fill the food pantry. So they have these brown paper bags already filled, already stapled up, ready to go. And at the checkout, you can just say that you want to contribute to the food pantry. They will add it to your total. And then they'll take one of those pre-packed bags and they will deliver it to the food pantry. So very easy, super simple. But the impact is lasting and meaningful for the families who are in need. So if you have some of these community outreach organizations for Christmas gifts or for providing meals to families in need, 
I would love it if you shared that with me. So go ahead and send us a message at Small Minded Podcast at Facebook or on Instagram and tell me what your community is doing. I would love to hear all the creative ways they're caring for the people in need. All right. The third category of really awesome things I'm seeing this holiday season in 2020 are the virtual options that these long-standing traditions in our towns have come to adopt. I've seen churches go virtual where they can live stream mass. They can hold prayer services. They can sing together. They can worship together. And it can be for people in person that are socially distanced. Or if you are watching from home, you can do that from the comfort and the safety of your own house and still be a part of your church community, which is so, so great. I've seen schools adapt their holiday programming that they have every year to a virtual option. One school in particular, they have pre-recorded all of their class songs, and they're putting it into a video series that will air during the week of Christmas. So when they were doing the recording, students could still dress up in their holiday outfits, wear their fancy dresses, wear their ironed button-down shirts. Then they just had a special recording, and then they're going to share it with families during that week, which is actually this week if you're listening to it live. Other really awesome virtual options that I've seen getting utilized are virtual Santa visits. And then also there's a music recital. There's a person in our community who offers music lessons to children, whether piano, vocal, instrumental. And she has a Christmas recital for the last three years since she's been doing these lessons. This year they're doing Zoom concert. So everybody is going to have a scheduled slated time. They're just going to show up and practice and present on Zoom to everyone. So virtual is definitely not the same as being in person, but it provides us a great secondary option if we can't gather together. Another way that I've seen people in small towns really commit to the spirit of the holidays is by taking what they did traditionally and making it into an outdoor option. So whether it's a holiday concert that is usually celebrated indoors that gets moved to a pavilion that's outside or becomes something off of somebody's porch, there's still a way to celebrate the music of the season in a safe way. A community nearby ours is actually implementing a whole new celebration. What they are doing is having a Christmas parade. So on Saturday night, they gathered and stood outside in the cold, but car after car, tractor after tractor, side by side after side by side was decorated in lights and Christmas decorations. And it just made people feel joyful and in community with one another. Brand new, creative and innovative, something that is traditionally done in the summertime, but we're adapting it to what we need right now in 2020. And that was something I thought was really cool. For those in our like nursing homes and care centers, they have had it particularly hard this year. And in a nearby nursing home that is in our community, they decided to have a window decorating contest. So families of residents could decorate the exterior windows of their residence room, or they could decorate in the yard, or they could help hang lights around the center, and it could help the residents feel like they were still seen and they weren't forgotten. And it helped people in the community give back to those in the residence. The local schools, too, were writing letters, decorating placemats, and making deliveries to these care centers so that 
our elders knew that they weren't forgotten and they weren't alone in this holiday season, even if they couldn't go out and be with their families. All right, we're going to keep this episode short and sweet. So lastly, I've seen small businesses really step up. And even more so, I've seen people commit to supporting the small businesses that they love and care about. We all know that small businesses have not had an easy road in 2020. There have been closures. There have been hour adjustments. There have been mask mandates. There have been a whole host of safety precautions that they didn't budget in at the beginning of 2020 that they had to implement inside their storefronts as we went through and navigated this pandemic. But in this holiday shopping season where so many of our small businesses sell gift certificates or their retail products and they really plan on and need this time, I've seen greater communities really rally around their small businesses and help them in any way possible, whether it was committing to buying small for their holiday list or sharing about what these businesses are doing on social media through commenting on their posts, sharing their posts, writing reviews for their services. Every little thing helps our small business community, especially when our small businesses and small towns give back so much. As we come upon the end of the year, Not only are we celebrating the holidays, but we're also coming up against the end of the fiscal year for a lot of people. In this crazy time for small businesses trying to get their holiday lists in check and maintain those sales through the 24th and 25th of the month, after that short turnaround, they're also going to be getting a lot of donation letters because this is a time where our nonprofits in small towns are also counting on small businesses to make donations that can be kind of a twofold impact. So first off, the monetary donation can help the nonprofit in question with their financial efforts, but also the small business can use that donation as a tax write-off if they need it. So I know that in our town, a lot of different fundraisers are happening right now. There's always fundraisers, but especially right now, some of those larger fundraisers are approaching donors about making larger contributions. And these small businesses always rise to the occasion. So not only are we planning on making holiday shopping about small businesses this year, but I want you to also remember that small businesses not only provide us the products and the services we need in our day-to-day, but they are responsible for a lot of the funding that goes to local events, local services, local schools, local youth organizations, and make those things happen. All right, guys. So those are the things that are really lifting me up that I've been seeing around my area. As I said earlier, if you have anything in particular this holiday season that has made you feel like so lit up and so thankful, and you're just inspired by the creativity that you've seen in your small town, please share it with me at Small Minded Podcast on Facebook or on Instagram. And I would love to share your stories on social too. Take care, everybody. Have a happy holiday season. And I'll be back next week with another episode. Hey there. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the Small Minded Podcast, the place on the internet where we celebrate small towns, small businesses, and the people who love them. If you enjoyed this episode, we would 
be forever grateful to have a review of your experience over on iTunes, Spotify, our website, or wherever you tuned in today. And as always, we welcome you sharing this podcast with your friends and family on social. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Small Minded Podcast or at mollyknuthmedia.com slash podcast. Please go out, make today a good one, take a small step towards a bigger impact. Here's to a life well lived, being small-minded.